Hey fam, thank you so much for coming on to the podcast. It really means a lot, and uh, I know that you are like an amazing guy who's a storyteller in you know in podcasting and everything and stuff, and you're a speaker as well. So please tell a bit about yourself and your podcasting career so far. About myself, I'm I'm a keynote speaker on on storytelling, and I essentially try to teach people how to tell stories that have an impact. So that could be stories that help them close sales, or if you're a leader, the stories that drive engagement and performance and if you are you know in different in different areas of business it might just be the story you need for your audience to understand what exactly you offer and and actually want that so it's it's teaching people how to communicate better in a way that is that stands out from the noise and is memorable and the podcast the podcast happened because i'm a massive podcast fan so a few years ago I think I started listening to Serial, like a lot of people, that was the very first podcast I listened to. And I started listening to more and more podcasts, and I thought I would love to, to, to be a guest in one or even have one myself, and, but never really had an idea of what the, the subject would be. And then when I, when I decided to, to start speaking professionally and decided to focus on storytelling, that just seemed like a very good topic for a podcast. And, and I started, like I think most people start, I had absolutely no idea about anything. I didn't know about the technical aspects. I didn't know about equipment. I didn't know about, you know, how do you even get someone to speak to you? I, I, I had a list of my friends that maybe I could invite because I know a lot of people that are speakers or storytellers. Uh, but, but to me, the whole thing was a massive mystery. And um, over the course of, you know, maybe a couple of months, I slowly started answering those questions and got the equipment in hand and figure out what format I wanted, which was an interview format. And I had a couple of friends on and then I realized, actually, I think I know what I'm doing. And then and then I invited uh, a, a professional speaker and then that speaker said, oh, you know, I've worked with this guy who talks about storytelling. Maybe you should invite him. And then from then on, I, I, I sort of realized that if you invite people and you invite it politely, more often than not, they say yes. And then I just decided that, you know, wh- why should I not invite everyone that I want to speak to? And, you know, I've, I've run the podcast has now four months, I think. And um, most of the people that I've invited, I either managed to interview them already or they're on the list. They agreed in principle. Um, and, and that has been a very grateful surprise. Um, and it made the whole thing very pleasurable because I- I'm doing exactly what I set out to do, at least in the sense of of getting the content, you know, getting the good conversations I wanted and having fun and learning while I do it. Um, and that's what I am so far. Um, it's been very early days in the podcast journey. I think I've done now uh, recorded, I think, 29 or 30 episodes. Um, but, you know, I- I'm pretty happy with how it started. Wow, wow, that's that's totally awesome. And you know, the, 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 when you're saying that, you know, you're asked to, you know, like uh, being a guest speaker and all of that stuff. Uh, a curious question came to your mind: Is do you think that it's possible that a guy or a girl won't be having any story at all to tell? Do you think it's possible? As in, in life, that no, that a person has no stories to tell. Yeah, do you think that, like, for example, uh, when, if you go into an interview, like in the Indian case, I'm from India, mm-hmm. so in the Indian case, what people mostly ask you in the in placements and all that stuff is that, tell me about yourself. I think probably mm-hmm. it's the common criteria for everywhere. 
so when they ask you so probably what they will say is that i am my name is my name is jeffrey and i'm studied in this school in this mm. college and i did here so that's a possibly the probable structure there so probably there's no story it's just that what you did so do you think someone would be there like having no story at all to tell like n- nothing or do you think that uh, they might have a story but they not have found an interesting way to tell it just just a curious question that i just keep up in my mind i think it's absolutely possible for someone not to know they have a story to tell for someone to not have any story to tell it's it's misunderstanding what a story is and and i think this is the problem when you talk about having stories to tell a lot of people think of the big things right you know i've never climbed everest i've never um you know started a startup that sold for however many millions so people think of like this like very big Uh, very big life events or you know i never survived a, a massive car crash or whatever um, and people are thinking of this very big life events but that one those are not the stories most other people relate to because we haven't lived those things either um, and also they are not the most effective stories the most effective stories are the small ones you know and, and this in these stories everybody has because you know you've learned something in your life you've made mistakes in your life maybe the job you're working at now is not the job you had a few years ago maybe it's not the job you thought you were going to have uh, all of those things have a story behind them but if you just ask tell me about yourself or if you just ask do you have any interesting stories to tell people blank because they you know your brain doesn't have that that folder in it there is no folder that says interesting stories about myself normally but if i ask you you know jeffrey how what's the story behind you starting your podcast you're going to be able to tell me something if i say you know you 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 you're from india you have you have you ever lived in a different country or or visited a different country how was that you're going to have a story about that I, I mean, I'm assuming those things are true for you, but you know, I'm not from Spain. So you say, how did you get to Spain? There was a story behind that. Right? So, so, so to answer your question, no, I don't believe that anyone has no stories. But yes, I fully believe that people don't know what stories they have, or how to find them, or how to bring them to mind when, when you know, sort of put on the mm-hmm. spot. wow wow yeah i can get related to it and you know the, the the thing which you asked like you have visited like other countries but trust me i'm actually trying to get out of my city and i can't even do it still it's impossible for me to get out of my own city and uh, when he asked the question i was like wow that's really something that i should probably do it so and you know the, the funniest thing is that uh, when people actually ask for guest okay for to get out of their podcast mostly they would have this templates like uh, hey this is me and i have this podcast and uh, it's been over 2 months old and uh, i have this much listens or anything like that okay so do you think that it's good to send them messages regarding uh, like like i said you know the perks of you being on a podcast or you tell them a story like i started like this and i have this journey and uh, just in a short format i have this journey and uh, if you come out to a podcast it would be really great to add on value and stuff do you think it's what, what do you think actually is more persuadable like in a general sense i mean like of course if it's a brand uh, people expect a lot but if it's in a general sense like a podcast is starting like you and me which thing do you think is better like a story mode of texting people in persuading the guest or actually just showing the perks in it Well, if if you're asking from from the podcaster's point of view, uh, 
I mean, I, I've been very light with my invites. The way I invite people is essentially saying, you know, um, you know, how, uh, hi, Jeffrey, I've been following your content and, and, and I really like it. And probably you would know that because I've been engaging with your content. But I would say, you know, I've, I really like it. Um, and I've, I've earlier this year, I launched a podcast on, you know, the power of stories and the people who tell them. Um, and, and I would love to have you on. If, if that sounds interesting at all, let me know and, and we'll organize. I mean, that's how I invite people. Okay, if, I, if I've read their books already, then I'll say that. I'll say, listen, I, I'm just finishing your book and I'm really enjoying it. Um, or I've watched your TED Talks or whatever, right? So I'll, I'll, I'll refer to what, uh, how I know them and why I want them in the podcast. And I, I know that if you're trying to get very big guests, you might have to work a little harder than that or make it clear for them what's in it for them and not for you. Um, but for most of the people I've invited, I've been very... Um, this very, very simple invitation as a guest so i don't i don't it's very rare that i volunteer myself as a guest on other people's podcasts because because i don't tend to like that myself like i curate my guests i i i choose people very carefully because i think i'm going to enjoy talking to them because i want to learn from them and typically and again this is not a cast iron rule but typically the people that offer themselves as guests are not always the ones you want as guests um and there is not always a fit like i had people that are coaches that have nothing to do with storytelling offer themselves as guests to me and and my thinking is like you you don't even know what my podcast is about like you, you know or just trying to say oh well but 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 i do tell stories to my well then you have to lead with that you have to be very clear how 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 there's a fit here um i i have guests that so I like doing research on guests, and I don't necessarily expect the guests to do anything. I just say to them, Listen, if you have a bio and a headshot you'd like me to use for promotion, by all means, send it through. If not, I'll just write a quick bio, and I'll find a headshot somewhere. Um, but some guests do have like press kits and things of that nature, and they will send it. And, I'll, and that sometimes helps you figure out what you're going to ask them and all of that. Uh, but I, as a guest... I, in a sense, I want the the podcaster that's inviting me to do some work. You know, if you're inviting me, you have a reason to be inviting me. And if you're inviting me, I, I believe you have some stuff you know you want to talk to me about. Uh, and I prefer, and I think most guests would prefer, not to be asked to interact a lot before the actual podcast, because then, you, then you're creating work for them, right? Um, so it, it, it's good if they can just show up. And they're like, oh, do I need to prepare anything?" I was like, "No, no, no, just show up." Um, you know, obviously you know the equipment stuff, but but just show up, have a have a quiet room to record in, and if you can give me the hour, I'll be really appreciative, and I'll do everything else. Um, so I I tend to think that that for guests just makes it easy on them. Um, so that's that that's sort of my approach. Uh, but if you are going to introduce yourself to anyone, uh, doesn't matter if it's a podcast guest or anything having a story format just makes it more interesting um yeah and i, I think that's where come these kinds of uh, people who like you know book their clients in other people's podcast uh these now people are doing like these things like like i ha i actually had podcasters and they said that they would have clients and what they probably do is that they would create like a format uh saying about the guest and what he is doing what he's interested in the topics like it will be a format like i think uh, recently i interviewed a guy called harry durand mm -hmm. so he obviously had that kind of format and uh, 
mostly those people who actually you know put up uh, in facebook guest connection guest connections uh, uh, saying that my client wants to be in a podcast like this if you want him it would be so cool so just add to that point do you think it it would add probable value like uh like you said you know approaching someone to volunteer as a guest is not as much viable as you like the podcaster approaching the guest do you think it's viable the what people are these doing like this you know having a booking agent of sorts to the podcast um as a guest i would always prefer the host to approach me because the the host is the person i'll be speaking to so if 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 i'm the one who is if i'm the one if i'm as a guest if if i'm the one who's in a way sort of helping out the the host or like doing them a favor or whatever or like if there's more for in for the host than for me in me being in the podcast i would very much like the host to approach me if you know if it's a big podcast and they want me there on the show i wouldn't have any problem with a, with a booking agent <laughs> approaching it's like yeah, yeah, yeah. oh joe rogan would like to talk to you <laughs> oh well if joe wants to talk to me he best better email me himself i mean that would be ridiculous right yeah um i think it just depends i think if it's a big podcast it's understandable that you are outsourcing that if you're a small podcast i mm-hmm. i wouldn't think that the guest would feel valued if the host is not even bothering to reach out to them in person. Mm, wow. Yeah, yeah, that's that's something I can totally relate to because uh as I actually I'm actually kind of having a team of people who like, you know, who do edited videos, audios and uh, designs and all that stuff. Like I have five a team of people and uh, I I was actually working before as a freelancer then after this happened I was always of the thought that you know uh, people actually want to talk to the owner rather than the people who is actually going to work on it because sometimes the business guy the say or the sales guy actually easily accept the like understand the requirements rather than the you know the person who is actually creating them uh, I don't know how much this is actually true maybe it differs from person to person maybe because I have worked like you know I have edited videos or I have edited audios maybe because of that I can understand that But still, I can totally understand your point of you know being approached by a host is actually having more more authenticity. I guess probably rather than just you know approached by some other guy who's uh, supposed to, who's like coming only for the requirement of you know ha- having a guest or having his client on the show as well. So yeah, yeah, I can I can I can totally understand your point. Yeah, yeah, I I, I guess that it's always better to be the one making the approach unless it looks bad on you that you're making the approach so just think of business in general you know if if you're dealing with a very large business or or what you think is a large business it would be probably strange for the owner of that business to be the person that picks up the phone and handles the the low level requests but if you you know if you're speaking to a if you're speaking to a to a coach or a consultant and they're trying to get your business I mean I would find it strange that some assistant is reaching out to me uh and and I would think well how how valuable am I as a client or as a guest if if you can't be bothered to speak to me directly um so I think unless there's a very good reason your stuff is being outsourced I I think just the personal touch is is very unlikely to to go against to go against you Oh well, yeah, yeah, I can I can totally understand that. And uh, you know, this is something that I want to ask you uh, FM because uh, it's something that actually is a personal need and also something that my audience as well would like to know this that. So, recently I actually started a sex podcast. Uh 
so basically the podcast is like you know bringing sex awareness and how people because most of the times i think most marital relationships or anything would be devastated because of those sort of things at least in my country i had the statistics that it's being damaged because of that uh, you know getting affairs and all the stuff so when i started it and i still having i still want to get guest and all of that i just want your advice or for me and also for a person who's going to start their sex podcast as well like how do they actually bring out the stories of the guest because it's not really easy that you go just go and ask uh, the guest like how, how do you have sex you can't you can't directly ask that that would be like totally vulgarity and all that stuff so what do you suggest like how to proceed exactly like uh in order to get those sort of uh, questions those sort of answers uh you know coming from there do you have any tips on that i think that you have to be completely honest with the guests when you invite them of what type of podcast you have so i'm going to give you two examples uh and i don't know if it's okay to swear in this podcast so feel free to bleep me okay so so the two podcasts that come to mind are one of them which is a comedy podcast but it's also one of the by far one of the most popular podcasts definitely in England I'm not sure if in the world it's called uh, my dad wrote a porno I don't know if you're familiar with it so so it's this um it's a guy who works in radio and his father this is a true story his father retired and decided he wanted to write you know erotica books that have a weird sort of business twist to them and the podcast is is this guy Jamie and two of his friends and he reads the the stories his father wrote and they just laugh about them because they're absurd they're very poorly written and and they laugh about how little his father seems to understand about sex and and you know it's very explicit and they have guests like they had very famous people as guests like they had um they might have had prince harry but i i know they had like plenty of actors that won oscars and people like that and you know they do talk about stuff and they know what they're getting into and they go into the podcast because they've listened to it and there's another podcast which is called uh, guys we fucked and this was by two girls who are comedians and the, in the beginning the podcast was about them inviting someone one of them had had sex with and discussing you know how did we meet and what did we do and what type of sex did we have and how did we find it and again very explicit but the guests knew exactly what they were going there for so if the guests had a problem with this sometimes they would say listen i am not going to disclose details about my current girlfriend because you know she didn't sign up for this but i have no problem talking to you about other girlfriends that will remain nameless or about what you and i did but they knew exactly what they were going in there for so i would say when you invite people you say you know this is what i'm doing the podcast for this is the type of conversation i hope to have and if you have any doubt, doubts about it or questions please listen to one of the previous episodes you know exactly what you're signing up for uh, and i think if someone signs up for it then you just ask the question so in this example of the girls they they just ask the guests they say so you know when did you start having sex you know how did you lose your virginity or what's the weirdest thing you like to do in bed or or whatever right um and the people just talk about it because that's what they're there for um so that that's that's what I'll do it just be honest straight up what you're going what you're inviting them for and they should have no problem in answering your your open and and direct questions because that's the whole point 
Wow. <laughs> this is something that's really, really, uh, this is a really helpful one. But, you know, after hearing this, I'm getting a thought that even the guest is really willing to say those things. <laughs> it's just, I'm I'm actually kind of afraid whether I will be able to cope with all, all of those. Because uh, it's, it's just that, you know, in our Indian culture, especially in our South Indian culture, we are, have, we are like really, really like, you know, um, uh, what was that word? We are really like orthodox. Yeah, sorry, <laughs> forgot that word. So it's kind of like if someone talks about sex in the middle of the you know place or anything like that, it's it's not going to be taken well. Literally, people might kill you actually for that. Mm. So when I actually started the, this podcast, I'm actually starting this with the North Indian, so their culture is different. And uh, I told him that you know you actually kind of uh, do the get, do the interview and all the stuff because I'm not actually that much experienced in it. So he will do that. I will actually you know prepare the structure, prepare the questions, and all the stuff. So that, that's what the deal that we and he and I had. So yeah, I guess probably I guess probably that. Uh, and I think the another important thing that I actually want to ask is that uh, how not to be judgmental. Like because when they say some stuff to you, you need to be making sure that you may, don't make an expression saying that you are judging them. Like, how can you do this or how can you do that? So, is, is it possible? It's possible, right? Just just for one asking, so is it possible not to be judgmental, right? Well, the easiest answer to your question is don't film this, don't have this podcast on video. Just do audio like we're doing. So you can make, you can make whatever face you want when someone says something, and and you're not going to you know they will, if you're being judgmental, they won't know. But I guess that, you know, you have to come to these things with an open mind. Um, silence is your best friend sometimes. If they say something, just take an extra few seconds to process it. But also know where do you want to go with the questions? Because if you hear, like, try to think about, okay, so what is something someone could say to me that I might find difficult to process? And, and, and just play out, okay, so what, what sort of follow-up question can I have to this? So if someone shares something that to you feels a bit uncomfortable, then, you know, what's your next question? Uh, and maybe their question is nothing to do with you. It's just, um, okay, and, and how did you feel when you figured out that you were into that? Or how, how, how comfortable are you generally talking about that type of stuff with the people you know you're involved with and 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 then you you know it's irrelevant if you are uncomfortable with it or or you know because you're trying to get their experience and and understand their experience again i'm I'm no expert in these things but i think when it comes to when it comes to conversation all you want is genuine curiosity and if you if it's something you would feel very uncomfortable about then you know it's just saying I can imagine that that a lot of people a bit like me would find that idea uncomfortable. Did you ever feel that way or was it always did it always come across to you as the most natural thing in the world? Um and I and I think that type of answer could be or type of question could apply to almost any interview in any subject. You don't need to agree with your guests all the time. You just need to to try and understand them, I think. Wow. Wow, wow. Thanks so much, man. I really, really uh, appreciate that answer and I uh, definitely try that out. So, and uh, I, just, I just want to apologize because I know we've been going off the script a lot. <laughs> I know this isn't something that I actually showed you that you... It's, it's your show. Um, yeah. <laughs> I don't mind. 
yeah yeah it's just you know sometimes it's uh when i write on the questions i don't get anything in mind but when people start to you know talk and all the stuff i get this weird stuff like a series is grinding into my brain like every single question is going to pop up every single time so i write them down and i ask those so that's kind of my process so yeah <laughs> it's on mind on that and uh, so so coming on coming on to the main part of the entire podcast i want to ask you is that uh as you said storytelling is one of the most powerful tools that you can uh, you know you can ever use in a podcast so if i am having guest on my show it won't be big problem because i'm having you as a guest so i'm a- i'm just asking questions and i'm sharing my experience and you are answering for those but for those people who are doing a single epi- single host uh, you know structured way of podcast like they'll just say uh, what what's happening in their life or they'll just say some tips or they'll say some news and all the stuff so uh i just want to want you to give some tips for those people who can structure their podcast in a story mode so that it won't be bored by those people who are listening to it any any take on that the the single uh the the single podcast or you know just a the host being the only person speaking in the podcast i i find that a difficult format because because most people find it challenging to talk normally when they do that it's it's not easy to just turn the microphone on and talk like we are talking now you have this tendency to want to have a script and then you reading what you wrote down and then it sounds kind of artificial there's some people that i love as guests in podcasts uh like Seth Golden for example but i i i struggle to get into his latest podcast Akimbo because it's him it clearly sounds that if he's not reading they are very prepared uh remarks or very rehearsed remarks so it just doesn't sound like he's sharing some ideas with me it sounds he's like reading from a script and i find that challenging so what i would so questions and answers tends to be a very good format for most people so if you have enough of an audience that they can ask you questions one way to do a solo podcast that's the term i was looking for a solo podcast is just answer some questions from your audience so i've seen some some podcasts i listen to what they do is they they start by just giving people a bit of an update on what's going on in the world uh, and they'll say um, you know hi everyone um as i as i mentioned to 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 all of you guys last weekend was a busy one for me because i had this big event and this is how it happened it was great i spoke in front of 500 people and and this is some of the very interesting takeaways i got from the other people speaking in that event and then you just talk about it right and then but you very clearly have a structure which is in this case i'm going to share news of this particular event and then i might talk about maybe something i've seen on the news or maybe some interesting thing that happened to me last week um but i i if i ever did a solo episode in that that type i would try to have you know maybe three sections and one might be just updates on what's going on in my world the other one might be me commenting about something that i really liked or really disliked that i've seen on the news that had happened over the last few days um or maybe it just might be more of an uh, a how to type of thing you know say you know what some of the podcasts some episodes ago i started talking to you guys about you know the most important elements in storytelling and a lot of you wanted to hear a bit more about that so let me just explain those in a bit more detail so i think you need a bit of a structure i wouldn't just press record and and talk but you know write down what the sections you're going to cover are and then you might find that you you're you're very good with being sort of speaking off the cuff and you can fix a lot of that stuff in editing like if you go on for too long if you am not too much you can just cut some of that in editing and then end up with a product that is a bit tighter 
Um, or obviously, you can just tell a story. Right? You can you can just have an interesting story that happened in your life, and then you, you just introduce it very briefly, and you say, um, you know how how sometimes you say one thing and people hear something completely different, or you're trying to come get one message across and and, and it's just not what your audience is is getting from you. And then, you know, in, if I did that, I could then tell the story about how I went out with my wife and I, I just invited her to a nice thing and she thought I was going to propose uh, and ask her in marriage. Um, and then I could have that whole story. And then at the end, I could just talk for a few minutes about the importance of knowing our audience and, and understanding the, the language they speak and having a very clear message. So you can definitely get like a 15, 20 minute podcast if the story is long enough with a little introduction a story and then your thoughts on that subject um so that's those are the types of structures i would have um so either very different sections maybe with some questions and answers or um or me introducing a story telling a story and then my thoughts on the message of the story and the things you can do to avoid having that problem happen to you that type of thing um I'm not sure how many people really want to listen to solo podcasts that don't have that is essentially just one person speaking, but I think it's worth trying to throw some of those in whatever type of show you're doing, because you might just find that your audience likes them. So I've 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 only done one solo episode so far, and it was a story because that's my idea. I want to do uh, every you know 15, 20 episodes. I want to do a story and just have it in there. Um, and I'm going to do a few more of those and see if I like doing that or not. I might do one where it's just me talking about storytelling. But but so far, I, I talk so much about storytelling that I don't necessarily want to do that in the podcast. I'm trying to get other voices in. But I, a lot of people like the format of having the interview, you know, having two episodes a week. One of them is the interview. The other one is just you solo for a little less time because it also helps with your downloads and helps with visibility. Um, because you're just putting more content out. But again, you just have to see what works for you, what you enjoy doing, what you can consistently uh, put out there, and what the audience seems to seems to enjoy. And then just you know stick with whatever works best or whatever you like best. Yeah, yeah. Wow. I mean, just one point I observed from you were saying is that, uh, like, you know, uh, saying one story and, you know, like dragging it to the entire another story. This is kind of like the tactics that people on LinkedIn is kind of using right now. Like those copywriters on LinkedIn, what they obviously do is that they will start their, you know, story saying that uh, this year on 2015, like this happened and all of the stuff when you finally come to a stage where the opening part will be totally different from the closing or the middle part itself. You know, it's like they want you to try, uh, you know, look at the see more, that click option because obviously LinkedIn drives more traffic to those posts which is uh, clicked to the you know the see more button so obviously people are actually using those sort of techniques and many YouTubers even trying that I, mean, I just want to give you this one small example is that uh, in, in my country uh, I have this YouTube channels okay many YouTube channels are there they interview uh, like celebrities uh, many doctors and all that sort of stuff and uh, in their YouTube channels, they will be having the YouTube channels and uh, they would be putting this thumbnail. Okay, the thumbnail would be saying something totally different rather than what you're actually seeing in the video. It would be totally different. It would be like saying that, for example, if it's, it's saying like this celebrity killed the celebrity. But if you go into that, it would be different. 
even though like they're getting a number of views youtube is still not going to push them that much so i i can totally understand like this thing popped up in my mind when you were saying like uh, you know uh, this one story leading to another story and uh, yeah totally totally agree on that point so uh, I, i just i just have one question that's actually kind of off the podcast uh, so it's kind of evening right it's 5 5:36 probably i guess yeah it's just uh, coming up to 6 o'clock in the afternoon or evening awesome So the question is like who was the last person that you made smile today? Well the last I had just before this I have um I'm doing some coaching with MBA students so part of their course is a communications course and I well, I'm I'm the coach of some of those students and they had classes on public speaking and they had classes on storytelling and and just now we were doing interview techniques and uh, <laughs> so uh, you know they were trying to practice their answer to the question what is your what is a weakness that we should be aware of and uh, that one gives itself to a lot of fun because someone shares a weakness that they hope is not a deal breaker for a job and then i was asking the rest of the people in the group um you know what is the worst possible interpretation of that answer and then people were coming up with all sorts of not very positive things about what the candidate had said so we you know we had plenty of laughs out of that and uh, and i think that was that those were the last people that i made smile in my day cool uh, so one thing i want uh, just for one question that i want to ask you before closing is that uh, this is something that i always ask my guest so what do you actually think is the best tip that in the whole world that you can actually provide to a fellow podcaster in order to grow the best tip in the whole world I think that the best tip you can I can provide anyone about podcasting or or about most things in general is put out the best content or do the best work you can and that should be work that you enjoy work that is meaningful to you because although it is true that in 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 many fields in life and podcasting is no different how good your marketing is 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 absolutely crucial to your success it's also true that i don't think you can hide you can hide a bad podcast behind good marketing because if if tomorrow you got a million downloads in your podcast because of whatever marketing ploy you 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 did you you did if your podcast is not good you're going to get the 1 million downloads this time around and then probably within a few weeks time you're back to whatever you were getting before because people will listen to you and they won't enjoy it. So I think podcast is one of those products where you know it becomes a very intimate part of people's lives and I don't think there's any bullshitting them uh, about how the value of what they're getting. So you just need to make sure the value is there. Uh, and if you do that and and you play your cards right with marketing, even if you're not very good at it, there's lots of benefit to be gotten gotten out of an amazing podcast that have nothing to do with with you know millions of downloads you you learn a lot you make you create relationships that you wouldn't have otherwise created it looks good to have a podcast that has a lot of interesting guests and most people don't know how successful your podcast is because they cannot see the downloads so they won't necessarily expect you to be top 100 in iTunes to to think if you have a good podcast they just look at the guest list and say wow you've had a lot of really interesting guests you've put out 100 episodes 
I've listened to you and it sounds interesting and entertaining. I, I like it. And they will listen to you more. So make the best podcast you can make is, is I think for podcasting particularly, the most important thing you can focus on. Because anything else you do might get you a bit of a boost in, in visibility and downloads, but that boost is not going to sustain itself if, if your podcast is not actually very good. And that is not true, unfortunately, for a lot of other areas of life where you can get away with, uh, with crappy product because the moment people went and paid for it and had an opportunity to experience the product, the work is already done. You know, you've sold it. They're never going to buy it again, but that's fine because you got the one sale. And, and then as long as you can market and keeps up with it, you, you're doing fine. Podcasting is not like that. So make the best one you can. And um, if it gets popular, amazing. If it doesn't, you're still probably getting a ton of value out of, of the work you're doing. Wow, wow, wow. That's really, that's really an amazing one. Uh, I, mean, that's really good. I mean, like, yeah, I mean, like most people trying to be a perfectionist, like uh, some people I think probably would, uh, you know, when you say that, do the, you know, make the best out of it, would they, they would think that, you know, we have to be perfect. Like that's like the most uh, popular misconception that everyone is having these days but yeah i think your answer would be clearly like you know banging ahead to them saying that just be the best and uh, work out the uh, you know work out the rest probably so that's totally awesome and uh if i'm thank you so much for being on the podcast really really an awesome one and uh, just one thing is that just let me know uh what are the places that if my audience want to find you what would be the best place to talk or you know if you have something to offer please the floor is all yours they can find me at storypowers.com, which is my website. And uh, my podcast, the Story Powers podcast, is in you know Apple and Spotify and all the major uh, podcasting platforms. And if they want to, to interact with me or, or see more of my content, the easiest way is, is LinkedIn. I post pretty much every weekday and I, I tend to talk to people when they talk to me. So if you want to get some tips on storytelling or listen and watch some some interesting stories, uh, then LinkedIn is a, is a very good place to find me. Guys, thanks for listening to the podcast. We talked about really lots, a lot of amazing stuff. And I've given you a link in the description, like I said, to connect with them as well. And I've given you the uh, you know, timestamps, like what are the things that we discussed when it comes to podcasting, like storytelling being the most important one in this episode. And uh, if you guys any, have any questions, connect with me on LinkedIn. Or if you guys have any questions with me, make sure you connect with, others, connect with me as well. And uh, FM, thanks so much, man, for being on the podcast. And uh, guys, I'll see you soon.